You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Tell me you love me. I need a good laugh. I'm only water. You need a good bath. Whiskey and perfume. You had a nightcap. Now how about that? I've got a new friend. A perfect stranger. He's got a bullet with your name in the chamber. I'm body organ. Rearranger. You feel my Live from Podcast Detroit and Rockin' Royal Oak, Michigan. It's time to take a leap of faith with Jackie, Rocky, Nora, and Gina for some entertainment and inspiration. Join them every Wednesday at noon. You can always find us at PodcastDetroit.com. I gotta ask, what were you born to do? What time is it? It's Nooner time. Somebody bring me a mirror. Okay, seriously, did you guys find it? Because I can't find it. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Look, sorry, I have going? a watch party going. So over what you always say, when the show is done, you'll call me and say, hey, will you post that right. to our page? I know. Right. Why should anything be any different? Yeah. And you will. Right. I- Okay, so yesterday, shout out, huh? I'll have a post. I know, I know. Yes. Yesterday, Jackie, you were where? Where were you yesterday? I was at T-Money's birthday bash. Yes, happy birthday, Happy birthday, T. Happy birthday, birthday. Yeah, it was great. So there were two groups um, that performed live. Um, because you know what team Nora, you went to one of his um yeah. hyped up live it was, sessions. It was, it was great. It was it was the greatest birthday bash. Yeah. yeah. And and I brought a cake. <laughs> yeah, and he missed your cake yesterday, but he's still uh complaining about the cake you sent over. Right. Last That's what I, I said. I thought he just complained about the cake. So you yeah, know he did. He loved it. Absolutely loved it. But um okay, seriously, it's not popping up here. So I, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. But this could oh, take okay. forever. So we'll skip it. Yeah. So Gina, I'm gonna go to yours. We have it. Um Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Uh Yes, yeah, so it was a great party. Uh, there was a rapper named Chocolate Jazzy, who is an attorney by day, and Chocolate she is Jazzy. now pursuing a oh, career. Sure. Yeah, she's pursuing a career in rap. We're going to have her. Wow. She's already booked on her show in November, but she made her debut, and she's being produced by T-Money, so that was awesome yesterday. And then there was a band called Laura Rain and the Caesars. I've never seen or heard of them. They were real funk. They were so good. So good. So we're getting them booked uh, next year because we are. Oh, yay. 
Work yeah. 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 So yep. a lot, a lot of love for team money yesterday. Um, there were video messages from all over. He, you know, I talked to him this morning. He just doesn't realize what an icon he is. Right. In Detroit in the music yeah. scene. I mean, yeah, it just really is. It, it was really, really cool yesterday. So that was a lot of fun. That's nice. Very I hate nice. So anyway, um, fantasy who? football. Fantasy yeah. football. When you when you yeah. brought that, I was like, okay. <laughs> I know. What are we going to talk about? I know a, nothing about a subject football. we know nothing about. Nothing right. about. Yeah, yeah. No. So help me to understand. Let's let's get yeah. caught up. What's here. the fantasy? fantasy? <laughs> What's <laughs> the fantasy? I, that I can't tell you. <laughs> but anyway, so I know nothing about sports, and I got roped into being having a fantasy team, I guess, John mm-hmm. Paul was putting together a, a group. I, I don't know how this whole thing works, but he was like, um, mom, we need you in it because they were short a person or something like that. And I was like, hesitating. And I'm like, no, I'm not betting money. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I know nothing about this. And of course <laughs> they, they know that, you know, I know nothing. So it'll be a disaster and they'll win and whatever. So anyway, I got into it, but of course I thought, no, John Paul, we're not going to do it like this. So I made a phone call to my bookie, um, <laughs> Drake. I said, Drake, I need you to put together a team quick. You got 10 minutes. To your bookie. Okay. So I did. And just so you guys know, I'm undefeated. Wow. Seriously? So, so Yeah. So how, how, what are you yeah, I'm do serious. I'm training? undefeated. Wow. Well, I don't think we're I don't think we're betting anything. Is that even legal? Can you bet money? I don't even know. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So I'm undefeated. That. That's what that's what it yeah. is. <laughs> it's a secret. And today <laughs> I got this little notification that said, Oh, your opponent might want a Snickers or something like that. So my <laughs> opponent for this last game or whatever, I don't even know how this works. This last match is John Paul's girlfriend, Lexi. Mm. So I talked to John Paul today. He said, John Paul. Uh, tell Lexi that I will get her a Snickers. <laughs> he knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> so I'm undefeated. So now, that part, that part, the fun. Snickers part, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That, I don't. What is it? <laughs> What's that mean? Uh, candy bar. Yeah. Candy bar. She lost. I won. Yeah. So it was you're a commercial for a Snickers. Yeah. You're not yourself <laughs> until you eat a Snickers, you know, when All you're right. hangry, hungry. Oh, really? Yeah. Jackie, see, she doesn't even know. That's okay. This is definitely nothing for us to banter on. We can go on because uh, we have no idea what we're talking about. No, no, no. I have the teacher in me is prepared. Little Jackie, color-coded for you, too. I have some. Okay. Not going on just yet. All right. It's it's because just just so you. Who has the background noise? Okay. Jackie. No, I don't have any. That's Nora. Just, I don't have any. It's not me. Huh? It's not me. There's nothing going on here. Okay, it's, go ahead. We don't hear it anymore now. Hmm. All right. Me. So on. I have three questions. It's a pop quiz. Ready? And it's multiple oh, guests. I have A, B, C, or D for you to help. Now, now, just so you guys know, I know you know that our guest knows a lot about sports. He was a sports broadcaster, just so you know, but go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, he That's okay. Let's answer. embarrass ourselves a little more. 
Yeah, and he can't answer these questions until you two answer, and then he can tell us the correct answer. Oh, great. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. Fantasy football was first introduced in what year? Do you want you want guesses, or do you want to just pick a year? No, give us multiple choice. Multiple. Yeah. Here we go. A, 1986. B, 1992. C, 1962. Or D, 1952. 1992. 86. Our guest, would you like to weigh in on this? I'll, I'll weigh in, except I don't know for sure. I'm going to go with Nora and say 92. Woo-hoo! You're all Woo-hoo! wrong. It's 62. <laughs> really? Three people oh. came up with the concept for fans to play football on paper and use their favorite players. Each wow. came would compete against another for points and the same basic rules that were developed in 62 still are in use today. Oh, I wouldn't have. Wow. Nope. Well, okay. The teacher knows. All right. Mm-hmm. Because, I, because I can Google anything. All right. Number yeah. two, <laughs> how many points do you get if, if a quarterback throws a touchdown? Um, Seven. Six. Nora's got it. Six. six. I and do know really. Uh-huh. Yeah. A touchdown is worth six points, and the quarterback who throws the touchdown to the end zone will nab his man his manager six points when a receiver catches it and passes it to the end zone and gets the six points. If you're fortunate okay. to have a quarterback All and right. choose and receive, blah, blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. My third question, and then this painful experience is done. <laughs> okay, good. Nora has one point. The rest of you, big old zero. Very good. <laughs> What fantasy sport was played before fantasy football? Hmm. Baseball. Uh, soccer. Anybody I'd else? Say, I'd say baseball as well. And again, you're all wrong. <laughs> what? Dang. <laughs> golf. Wow. Golf. We're all wrong. Golf. They have fantasy golf? The first play. Oh, yeah. I would have never got that. Fantasy no. golf. The wow. main curator of fantasy football was based on two other sports that had developed with paper leagues. The first sport being golf. He also had a fantasy baseball league too. So golf oh. first, then baseball, and then football. So there we go. Oh, okay. quiz time. Quiz okay. time is oh, over. Thank yeah. you so much, Gina, for, for that insight. Yes. Now I'm gonna go get yeah. a and you too, Jackie, because I'm gonna get a fantasy team now. Are you? Yep. It's it's yep. a little late, Nora, but that's it's going to okay. be called the crotch buckets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. We're not even going to ask. We're not going to go there. We're not going to touch this. We're going to move on. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to move on. Let's move. All on. right. We're going on to our favorite segment. And by the way, we can't use music. I don't know if you guys you guys heard what Dave told us last time. Yeah. And you know how Thornetta sang live. On the show, yeah, we got that in trouble. Flagged, yes, yeah. And so we're gonna have to let Thornetta know her own singing got us in trouble. I know her own yeah. song. You know, thank yeah. Thornetta for that. If you're watching, <laughs> well, we could have we Nora sing. Wait, Thornetta. Uh, no, Nora, Nora can, wait. They Nora can sing. They wouldn't flag. They wouldn't flag me. <laughs> yeah. Well, they team. probably yeah. would, but it would be for not your for singing, that. not for anything. <laughs> Okay. Ouch. <laughs> anyway, 
I know. Just kidding. She knows I love her. She can get a good voice. Um, okay. No, no I don't. We're on to our favorite segment, though. What's the wish? The segment is designed to showcase the stories of talented and gutsy individuals who had a wish and found a way to make it happen. They set goals, overcame obstacles, and turned setbacks into comebacks. Their stories are unique, interesting, and most of all, inspiring. Our guest today is Michael Nafsel. Does that name sound familiar to anyone? It should, because he's a reporter on ABC 12, right here in good old mid-Michigan. Michael is is a Chaldean-American and Metro Detroit native who grew up in a family of educators. He graduated from the University of Michigan and began his career following in the family footsteps. After a year of teaching high school English, essay writing, and literature, he took the leap and followed his real aspiration. He took a summer internship uh, in sports at a Big Ten network in Chicago. That jump landed him a plethora of opportunities. Thank you, Jackie, for the plethora of opportunities and experiences (laughs) to learn every facet of the broadcasting industry. Now, Michael is now a reporter and multimedia journalist for WJRT TV in Flint. This week, he's going to be on the other side of the table. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we Woo-hoo. And find out how he took this big old leap of faith. Hey, Michael, welcome. <laughs> welcome to the show. Oh, welcome. Yeah. You guys, thank you so much. I'm, uh, I can't believe you guys, uh, 200 uh, episodes. Congratulations to you guys. I'm um, honored. Thank you so you. much. So, Nora, thank, thank you. you. We're, uh, you told me this is a, we were supposed to do this a while ago, so I'm glad we made this happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, so that, you're actually 201, Michael. Right. 201 yeah, today. Yeah. You are. yeah. <laughs> um, another, and another teacher in here. So, Michael, we are united. We're united against these two. Gina, we go. We kind of balance it out here. I knew I knew you needed some help, so I figured I'd come today. Yeah, I need some backup with these two. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. So now, okay, I met Michael Let, last yes. year because he um, came to the salon mm-hmm. to talk to me about uh, hair color causing cancer. Did did I think that hair color caused cancer? And you know, so as we're talking and we're interviewing and stuff, and I'm like, hey, I need to get him on our show. <laughs> So here he is. Well, Nora, <laughs> that was your mistake what, there, Nora. <laughs> Nora, what made you want to get him on our show? Oh, it was just his personality. It was really, um, mm-hmm. you know, outgoing because, we, you know, we talked about other things off camera. You know, we talked about his <laughs> hair. <laughs> he has a He's hair. got great hair. Thank yes, you. Great he hair. Does. Yes, he does. And and okay. with me, it's like that's the first thing I notice anyway about people yeah. is their hair, you know. So, yeah. of course, I commented on that. And so he shared some, you know, a few family things and stuff. But it was just real easy to talk to him. I, You know, I've been yeah. interviewed before. Um, it's been some years. But sometimes you'll get people and you're like, when they ask you the question, it's kind of like, um, I don't know. It's more stern or something. It's, 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 it just wasn't yeah. relaxed like he was. So yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, we you know what? That's a, that, that's a good point because mm-hmm. I went back and watched some of Michael's reporting mm-hmm. and you, 
have you're very natural. I mean, you are mm-hmm. so good and you're yeah. very enthusiastic with yeah. even stories that I think, oh, I don't know if I could sit and really report on that. Yeah. And you're really enthusiastic and that's contagious. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Thank you both yeah. so much. And Nora, the same for you when I interviewed you. You were very uh, it's just you're easy to talk to. And especially it was it was a tough oh, talk time because you know <laughs> you talk about something like uh cancer and like how do you sit and have a natural conversation about it and uh yeah now now I'm working uh night side um which is the eleven o'clock news where you see a lot of more hard news yeah, and yeah. Like, I, I am you know I vibe with you guys because you guys are very upbeat and inspirational and sometimes it's tough to do that when it's hard news but that was one of our right. questions that we wanted to ask you about, yeah. you know, especially with everything well, that's going on now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we get to that, though, can we yeah, do a ahead. little connect the dots? Because yeah. I am curious as how you went to a classroom setting mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. being in front of a camera where thousands of people are now listening and watching you. How did you connect those dots? How did you go from teacher to reporter. Okay, so uh, it start, I'm from a family of teachers. Um, so, Gina, I'm sure you're happy to hear that. My uh, my mom's <laughs> a high school teacher. My sister is a high school teacher. Um, cousin's a high school teacher. And so I had wow. was kind of education was a very important wow. thing for me when I was uh, younger. It was kind of from a, a young age that was very important. So uh, when I went to Michigan, I went to the School of Education thinking this is what I was meant to do. I was meant to be in front of students. I, I love the impact. I did a lot of leadership stuff in high school and college. And I just felt like I that impact was really important for me. So education was something I wanted to do, and it's what I got my degree in. Um, so I started with that and uh, had a long-term opportunity, a long-term substitute opportunity, where my sister teaches. So her and I actually taught together. Not a lot of people know that we were teachers in the same building. Um, and so <laughs> after that long-term opportunity, um, I was looking for some teaching jobs, and I found one in Oakland County and uh, applied for the job and was the runner-up. And then the principal tells me, um, you know, we have another opening, apply for it, you know, kind of go through the motions and we think we can find a fit here for you. Um, At the time, my sister had just gotten laid off um, from her school just with a lot of, uh, you know, how education is. And so um, I had this, I knew if I ended up going in that position, I was going to stay there forever. Um, I just knew Mm -hmm. it. And I was happy with that. I was comfortable, but I always had this itch um, for broadcast. And I had a professor at Michigan who told me, if you have an itch, you scratch it, you know, <laughs> right. I write. And so I knew I could go into this profession without knowing for sure. Like it wasn't fair to the students if I was doing this and teaching up there, but I had this, my mind was also somewhere like, what if, what if, what if, um, mm-hmm. so what, what actually what happened was I told the school that I uh, was not going to apply, but my sister was interested and she got hired and she's still there now. Um, oh, so, wow. You know, oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, basically, the, the broadcast stuff kind of started as a, as an interest in college, as a hobby. You know, I did stuff as a job, uh, running cameras. Uh, it was always sports. Um, got an internship with the Big Ten Network uh, after that and uh, was still kind of deciding between education and, and sports. Um, but once I once my sister got that job, I also had an opportunity to go back where I interned. And that was in the Big Ten Network in Chicago, where um I was doing graphics producing, so it was behind the scenes. And I lived in Chicago, loved it there. Um, but I'm Chaldean, so we're very family oriented. And mm-hmm. I remember every gathering I would come home, my dad would look around, he's like, you know, don't forget this, don't forget this. You know, <laughs> I always knew I was going to come mm-hmm. back home, and so I made some connections. Um, I had a, a friend in college who was at uh, Fox Sports Detroit, 
And uh, I was kind of talking to her and she told me about some uh, opportunities as a production assistant. Um, Alex ASAP, if you're watching, thank you for setting me up. <laughs> um, so the good thing about Fox Sports Detroit was they kind of let us, uh, they kind of opened up our minds. You know, we were production assistants, but we also got a chance to do many different things. If we liked doing replay, we could shadow that. If we liked doing this, we could shadow that or that or that. So um, I was really into digital content and um, I, I did some, uh, I, I showed our, uh, my bosses that I was interested in doing some digital work. We did, we were looking to really strengthen our, um, uh, you know, our digital platform and I, and they allowed me to do, um, hosting, you know, they allowed me to fill in as a, as a digital host, which, uh, my bosses over there, I was very thankful for that opportunity because I did that for a year and, uh, compiled a, um, compiled a, um, a reel and then sent that over uh, to a few different stations uh, locally and uh, kind of in the Midwest area and, and ABC 12, uh, very thankful to, to Jane Hodak, my news director at the time, who kind of took a leap of faith uh, with me. I had a sports background and I, I wanted to push news and I, I never look back. I love news. And the rest is history. And the rest is history. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yes. How, so, how difficult was it though going from, not being in front of a camera to all of a sudden you're in front of a camera. Yeah, that, that part was tough. I, I think because at Fox Sports Detroit, it was pre-recorded. That was easy. So I remember going live for the first time. That was really scary for me. Oh, um, and I remember my first live hit, I was uh, I was doing something about cars. I think it was about slippery roads and teenagers driving. And I did my live shot out of my car. I'm holding the wheel like this, like trying to act all like whatever. It was, <laughs> it, was it, it was nerve wracking. And I think I forgot <laughs> I think I forgot to say the, uh, you know, reporting live, like the, the out cue. <laughs> so that part was an adjustment for me, but um, I've got plenty of reps and it feels better. But at that time it was, it was scary. So, so you have been nervous then, huh? You were, you were. I think, yeah. And I think news reporters know, uh, at least the stage that I'm at, you still get that adrenaline rush before you go. Mm-hmm. You still, you mm-hmm. always get it. I've been, been better about controlling it and, uh, you know, it's just, it's natural. You know, you know, your part's coming. Yeah. And that's it. You're live. <laughs> it's no time, you know? So, oh, sorry, Jackie. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Jackie. Oh, Gina. Gina. Go ahead. How do, you, how do you use your educational training and background mm. in your current position? Uh, something I learned was always about uh, when it came to storytelling, I have an English background anyway, so it helps a lot with writing. I think that's kind of where it helps the most. Um, mm-hmm. I always learned in education, this whole model and leadership of the what, the so what, the now what. So you mm-hmm. kind of cover the surface and then, okay, what does that mean? And then why does it matter to everyone who's watching? So um, I think that kind of helped too. English is a very, like, you analyze everything. You, you look at a title of a book and you're like, that's not just a title. I'm sure, Gina, you know that. Uh, and <laughs> So I kind of feel like that with storytelling, that's, that's really helped um, just with writing. It's such a big part of my job and people don't realize that our hit, like even when it comes to the anchor toss, um, that comes from us. And, and of course, uh, uh, you know, that's modified. And um, Angie Hendershot, she's punchy. She knows how to make it way better twice here. But um, in the most part, the writing is, is really what helps. Yeah. So how did your um, how did your mom and dad feel about you doing this for, you know, no more teaching, you know, in, in the classroom here, you are on TV every I, night. They were, they were supportive. They were real supportive. And I think my, my mom and my sister know I I've come, I've like been home where I, you know, if I'm home and you working sports, you work late. So I come home and I see them both on the couch asleep with papers in their hands. So <laughs> I think, I think they were relieved. 
<laughs> so because they know, and I and I value teachers so much for what they do, and I think they know uh, what goes into this. So I think they they my my family's always been so supportive. As long as I stay in Michigan, they've always been supportive. <laughs> they've always been supportive. Thank you. Got a teacher out there that's going to say to you, if you can take that leap and go on to something else, teachers yeah. are support you to do that because as a teacher, you know, it is exhausting work. And so while every career is exhausting, uh, being a teacher is, has its own own parameters and own um, issues for being exhausted. Well, so, I'm thankful yeah. for you both because I, yeah, I can right. do it. <laughs> and, and Gina, yeah. I think another part of too, I do miss, I miss the, uh, that impact, you know, like you really feel like when you're teaching, you know, every day you're going in, you're, you know, you're impacting lives. And uh, I think you do that in the news too, but it's, I, it's something I miss as well. I think you yeah. do it lose more than what you realize because right. you talk about and you don't know how people are taking that in and like making a connection or going on mm-hmm. with that line. What is a story that you maybe can share with us that you felt like you made a big impact? Yeah. Um, one that comes to mind for me, this is so random, but there was a, um, there was a gentleman living in Flint who could not get his sidewalk repaired. And it was such a hilly, like, and he was handicapped as well, and he was partially blind. So he couldn't get his sidewalk fixed. And I think he said something like two years it had been. Um, wow. So I didn't realize the power of the news until this moment. I don't use this to my advantage at all, but in this case, it kind of helped. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, I talked to him. I interviewed him about it. Um, he said this is like something that if he trips, I mean, it's, it's a big deal. He's an elderly gentleman. Like something could happen, you know. Uh, he said he's fearful right. to even leave his house. So I ended up talking to um, somebody who works for the city. And um, I, I just said, you know, this gentleman's been, you know, calling. I just wanted to talk to you to see, was there, is there any record of his calls or is there anything that the city's going to do? And I think she, the way she interpreted it was, you know, she didn't want us to do a story on it because, you know, we make them look bad. Um, and mm-hmm. that wasn't, of course, that's never, you know, what, what I tried to do. That's just not me. But um, she was very receptive to me being there and was like, you know what? I have somebody here. We're going to take care of this today. Um, so we yeah. did. Oh, nice. We did. We took care of it. Yeah, I saw that. that. We did. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, we saw the. We that saw like cool. after a few hours. We came back later that day, and his sidewalk was completely repaired, and he felt yeah. so happy. And I was like, "Wow! Like this really is like shows what you can. What kind of difference? Yeah, you can make. yeah. yeah because you yeah. did. You did that. Yep. You. It was you. Right. And, and, that, <laughs> and, that's, yeah. and that that was kind of a cool thing, you know. Like this is mm-hmm. that was. To see that, like to see the, the start to finish in one day, I was like, wow, this is amazing. I was like, man, uh, my sidewalk needs repair too. No, I'm just kidding. Now, now, Michael, you've been doing this just, it was a year in January, right? If it was yep, a year in January here at ABC 12, yeah. Yeah, it so seems like it's how, been longer than that. It does. It feels like it's yeah. been November, which I love. Yeah. How different is reporting today from because of the times yeah. we're in compared to when you first started just a year and a half ago? I think before, and this is because of experience. I remember we meet in the morning. A lot of people ask how do news people come up with their stories. You have a meeting in the morning where you talk about some of the biggest stories. You go around in a circle and talk about it. And I remember early on, and it's embarrassing for me to share, but I remember pitching the idea about how McDonald's Coke is better than any other Coke from any other fast food. <laughs> I remember I was like, I was like, no, that's just crazy how crispy it is. And if you know, I mean, it, you but know. that's what people say. They do say that. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah. that was something that I had pitched 
back then. And I see like that was just, you know, things were a little bit more lighthearted. There's still, of course, important news going on. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I was working day side at the time. Um, so now it's like in the two years I've been working in news for two years and I've had people, reporters from uh, markets in our area say that there are what we've been able to cover in this year alone, reporters dream of in their career. And um, that's something that's really special to me. And I, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to talk about those things. And it, it is unfortunate because a lot of it is really heavy and hard to talk mm-hmm. about. I mean, you think about the coronavirus, yeah. you think about, you know, elections coming up and you think about all these other right. things that are going on, uh, you know, early in the year, it was like impeachment. And then it was, um, there was so much happening. Uh, the stuff with yeah. Iran, it was, there was so much happening. I was like, we can't even catch a break. And little did we know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. So it's, it's difficult. Um, and the news is much harder. Um, but I always just try to find a way to, to make it more, uh, just interesting for people or try to learn something from it or try, you know, these bounce backs, you know, like things about bouncing back or um, unemployment. And so we just kind of find like just a little sliver, a silver lining if we can, uh, that does, has, has there, does it keep you there, up at night? Yeah. Does it keep you up at night? Honestly, uh, I, and I do watch the news before I go to bed. Like I, I watch like other, you know, I'll watch even stuff mm-hmm. going on in Detroit and I'm, I'm able fortunately to turn it off. Um, like at the end of the night, I think you, people just need to find it as a former teacher and Gina, I'm sure you know this too. And any people in many careers, you just, you find a way to unwind, you find a way to, to turn off. You know, I, when I'm not working a lot of times I keep my phone away and they, and my, our company encourages that. Um, mm-hmm. And they encourage taking PTO. Jack, you asked about that pay, pay time off. Um, our company does a nice job of, of telling us, you know, take a day, take a random day, you know, the, for yourself and don't look at work. Don't think about work. Don't send an email. Um, so I, I am able to turn it off, but it's hard to not think about when these are the topics at the dinner table. And these are the topics uh, where you're with friends. This is what yeah. people want to talk about, you know? Well, it helps when you have a company that, that encourages that. Cause you know, most companies don't, you know, but right. that, that helps. Yeah. I, I don't know if I could, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'd be like tossing it, turning it. And <laughs> you, know, you know what's crazy too, Nora? It's like sometimes mm-hmm. you can turn it off, but you can't, you can't always control what pops up in your dreams, you know what I'm saying? True. Like, you know, you know? Like, so sometimes right. it's like, man, that's when I realize, yeah. like, okay, I need to take a break. <laughs> you know, so, mm-hmm. um, but fall asleep. You know, who, who, who would you love to, who would you love to interview? Uh, who would I love to interview? such a tough question, but a, a great question. I never thought about that. Um, I, I mean, I, I have a sports background, so I always think about, you know, people I, I idolized, you know, growing up and uh, I'm, I'm not turning back to sports. Um, but uh, I, I've always, you know, like someone like Steve Eisman, I know you're not a sports person, uh, Jackie, but he's, you know, I, I do know who that is. Though. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I think that's somebody like somebody who I've always kind of idolized. Um, now I am, trying to think of somebody more a little more uh, inspirational um i, I, I don't know i don't know i, 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 my, Listen, I think steve eiserman would be pretty inspirational he would, of course yeah, of course. yeah. but yeah. I, I, I think yeah. somebody who's if it was like if I, I don't know the exact person but somebody who's um been in in this industry for for such a long time and sometimes that's hard about networking you know you sometimes you don't want to be too much of a hassle on people but i love to just talk to somebody who's been in this industry for so long and talk about what stories they've, they've covered and what's been interesting to them and how they've impacted the community. So I can, you know, try to get even a piece of that, you know, just a piece of mm-hmm. it. Yeah. 
Are there are there certain news anchors that you watch on a regular basis, sort of to study there how are, they report? There are, yeah, and, I, and I'm from Metro Detroit, so um, I've grown up watching, uh, you know, Channel Seven, Channel Four, and Channel Two. Um, and uh, right now, I've learned from my own station. We have such a, a great like people learn from Angie Hendershot, Matt Franklin. Don Jones. Um, there are people, Terry Camp, there are people that just come I and mean, I know I'm missing a few, but there are people that in my own company, I'm lucky to work with. And I watch them and see how they do it, how they write, how they storytell. And I'm like, wow, this is how I want to do it. Um, in Detroit, I, I watch, you know, when I watch Devin Skillian, um, mm-hmm. uh, Rup Raj, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, Carolyn Clifford and Dave Llewellyn. Like, these are people who I, I, wanted to watch more growing up or, you know, not growing up, but you know, more now, especially um, they're doing it in a larger market and I can take some of their tricks and, and, and try to apply it in our, in our, you know, uh, in mid Michigan. I was, um, you know, it's, live, it's, go ahead. Go Jackie. No, go ahead. I was okay. just going to say, I was I just going to say, um, did you do that purposely? You did. I was messing with you. I know she is. Okay. (laughs) And now I'm losing my train of thought here. But no, what I was going to say before I was rudely interrupted, no, I'm only kidding, um, is uh, just how comfortable you are watching you on the news. And it's just uh, fascinating to me that you went to school for something completely different. And then somehow this this interest kept pulling you towards it and you just um, were, were, were there any hesitations? Because a lot of times I think like when people are pursuing something that they're, they're really passionate about, they talk themselves out of it, you know, or the fear or the fear of making a mistake or the fear of, uh, you know, you didn't go to school for it. So you're not qualified. The whole imposter syndrome thing comes into play. Like you've been doing it now for two years. Um, are you looking at it and just saying, yeah, this is what I meant to do? I, I think so. And and a part of that too is, uh, you know, we talk about, you guys talk about leap of faith and that's something that's always comforted me just having, having faith. And that's something I always fall back on. Um, so I never, I, I try not to question much of what I'm doing because I just feel like the path I'm on is the path I'm supposed to be. Um, mm-hmm. So there are times like, especially when this switch was happening from education to broadcast and sports to news um, there was some hesitance just in terms of, uh, you know, financially, it's not, you know, at this time, like this is not a, an industry that pays a ton, you know, it's, it's a sacrifice. You're sacrificing your holidays, you're sacrificing your, um, you know, your ho- holidays and weekends. And and right now my nights and um, I got married uh, two months ago. And um, that's you congratulations. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, you're off the market, your lady. wife is gorgeous. Your wife Thank is you. absolutely beautiful. I was stalking your page. Thank you so much. <laughs> She's even better on the inside. She's just a, a supportive person, and that's something you need in this industry. Somebody that's so who, sweet. Yeah, you, know, you need to be with somebody who's going to support you in every. Uh, this is this is a job that requires a lot of sacrifice, and uh, she doesn't hesitate for a second. You know, she's you know, you do what you got to do. You're doing great. You know, and you need that support, but there was that, that hesitance because this is a big sacrifice. And, uh, but at the end, you know, the, the, you feel like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and much like, I'm sure that, you know, you all feel the same way about what you're doing too. Uh, you just, you wake up, you do it, you feel good about it and, uh, you love it. You know, that's what kind of keeps you going. 
Yeah. How much time do you have to prep before you go do a story? It's actually a lot of time. We're uh, well, actually, it's not a lot of time. It's a lot of time in terms of hours because right now we're working ten-hour shifts, and so I come in at two o'clock typically, and I don't usually report until eleven. So people are like, "What are you always doing between?" Okay, so what do you do between two o'clock and ten o'clock? That seems like such you know a lot of time, but the deadline is actually pretty tight because in that time, we're pitching the story we're going to do. Uh, I'm an, I'm a multimedia journalist, so I shoot my own work um, most days. Oh wow! Oh, so I didn't know that. You know, yeah, so kind of where the being able to shoot uh, helps um, helps with that. So um, I you know I find the I have to make the calls, and sometimes it's hard to convince people to be on camera. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nerve wracking. Nor that not everyone's as easy as you are. You know, <laughs> so uh, you know, so we're trying to make phone calls. Then we're shooting the story. Then. We come back and pick the sound bites and write it and then report it and then add, you know, we edit our own work. Uh, well, at least I do. Uh, some people have uh, photographers or help, you know, um, for me, a lot of time I'm putting my own work uh, into it. And so it ends up taking the whole day uh, and the day flies. Wow. Fly. The day well, I guess fly. you do have, you, you doing a lot. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I didn't know you did all of that. Well, see? <laughs> How did you learn this process? I thought he just showed up with a beautiful face and, you know, (laughs) it's like, I'm here. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I swear. There's so much work behind the scenes that people don't realize. I see, yeah. It's crazy. How did you learn this process? Because obviously you had no training per se in this. So like, how did you learn all these steps and to be able to say, oh, I do multimedia? Yeah. Well, it started, um, I, my cousin and I do, he does photography and I just was always interested in video. So even to this day, I have kind of a side hustle when it comes to like uh, video work. So for me, mm-hmm. editing and shooting was always kind of second nature to me because I've, I've been doing it for such a, this has been since like 2012. Um, mm. so, but the process with news, I mean, we, at Fast Force Detroit, we worked with those like, you know, the, the, it's kind of like a Microsoft Word for news. Um, and so I worked with that, but then it was kind of a, a lot of the equipment I used was similar to the equipment I use when I'm, when I'm shooting a proposal or an engagement. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that made it a lot easier, but in terms of news um, transition, I'm, I'm still, you know, learning the process. So I'm still, we were doing our, my, our news director now is do, was doing training every week, just reporter training. And uh, ever since the pandemic, we've had to kind of put a pause on that, but I still feel like I'm developing and I'm still learning and learning the process, but um, adjusting with uh, shooting video and, and interviews and, Editing, that was something that I've kind of been doing for a while. So it wasn't too uh, difficult of a transition. So now you didn't shoot. Did you shoot your own wedding? <laughs> I, swear, I, swear, yeah. I swear to you, I feel like I could I have like a couple guys who I know who I would love to do it. But uh, I, I have friends in the industry. So one of my buddies uh, was, was very good about that. So that should be oh, okay. So, so you weren't nitpicking him or anything, were you? No, no, of course not. I, know, <laughs> okay. I know how it is. I know what it feels like for people to nitpick me. So I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. He wasn't Bridezilla. <laughs> no. right. Oh, my God. That's true. If we, the fact that we even had a wedding, there was no time. Nobody could be a Bridezilla. Anyway, I should think my, my wife walked in. Uh, I can have her perform if you want. Hold up. Yeah, yeah, come on in. Mary. I'll just introduce her real quick. She's, she's going like, to kill oh, you, you know. <laughs> yeah, she's going to um, kill you. I don't yeah. want to be on that oh, show. Okay. I know, she's going, no, no, <laughs> right. no. She wants to say it. We're just going to say hi. Oh, there she is. Hi, hi. hi beautiful. 
<laughs> yeah, gonna, nice to meet gonna, you. She's gonna kill me for doing that. <laughs> I know. Congratulations. Like, oh, they just want to say congratulations. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. You guys are a beautiful couple. You Thank really you are. Gosh. <laughs> Um, okay, Michael, what do you love most about what you do? What do I love most about what I do? Um, I mean, I've always been somebody who likes, who enjoys meeting people. Um, I think that's, that's something I continue to enjoy doing. I love just having conversations and, uh, and as a reporter, I think listening is a big thing too. And uh, that's why I like days like today. It's like, you know, it's harder because I, I want to ask you guys questions and hear about Tables are turned. <laughs> right. I think that's what I enjoy. I, I'm, a, I'm a big listener. And when it, even in our newsroom, um, you know, I, I like to hear about what people are up to, what they're doing and how they're feeling and what they're up to and all that kind of stuff. So I think just uh, talking to people and then more importantly, just uh, being someone who's a, an active listener is something I really So, enjoy. Michael, you and you and Jackie are twins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'll take that. We can't yeah, take that, her anywhere. Nice we, we, for me. Yeah, Thank we you, can't, Nora. Yeah, we can't take her anywhere. She she'll talk to anybody. <laughs> she'll find out their whole life story. Oh. You know, and, and standing in line at the grocery store <laughs> or you know wherever doesn't matter. That's, and I think that's something. <laughs> yeah. I swear, I think that's something that comes from my mom because we'd be at the grocery store and I'd be like, who does she know? How do you know this person? How, like, <laughs> yeah. we like get in and out. There's no such thing. And I used to talk so much smack to her about it. And then here I am. This <laughs> and here you are. <laughs> right. That's where you got it from. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> go ahead, Jack. Oh, I was. What, what's a long-term goal? What do you, you know, hope to? Uh, get into like in the next three years, five years, 10 years? I love reporting. Um, I think, I think that's something I like to continue doing and, and continue developing and, and meeting more people in this area, because I think this is somewhere I will be long-term, whether it's, you know, it's somewhere in Michigan, it's here and, and Flint's become kind of a second home and Michigan's been, become a second home. So I, I love meeting people here and I think I'll continue to do that. Um, and doing that in Metro Detroit area as well. Um, I think the next step in terms of uh, this industry is is um, trying to, you know, work on the craft a little bit more, work on storytelling, and then eventually uh, try to get to the desk. And, and that's, I think, a lot of reporters want to, um, you know, like fill in or, you know, uh, get, it, get a spot where you're kind of anchoring the news. And that's, uh, you know, I love reporting, but I think that's something that a lot of people are interested in, and that's definitely something that, that I'd be interested in too. Um, so, I think that's kind of that. That would be the next step. But if it's it's continuing to do this and meeting more people and working on myself as a reporter, I'm two years into the game, so I'm not gonna have like I'm you know some sort of hot shot out here. Like I definitely want to work on getting better and um, improving, and I think that's something I can work to do in the next few years. I, I definitely see a book in your future. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same thing. It, it, it yeah. Would, you know, you know who would buy it? It'd be my family. That's about it. Maybe you guys would help me out. <laughs> oh, we buy it. We would but, buy it. We would. But, what piece of advice could you offer us about interviewing yeah. oh good question I should, I should, no i should be asking you guys the same thing because you make me feel comfortable and so i should be asking you guys what do you, what do, you do <laughs> honestly it's it's and nora you mentioned this earlier it's it's just about being comfortable with people. And I think mm-hmm. you guys do a fantastic job of that. I certainly feel comfortable and um, haven't even had to take a, a sip of water because I haven't even had to think about any of that, you know, like. Oh, wow. Thank I you. Think, that's I think that's something. Thank you. Are, 
sort of yeah. you comfortable. And I hope that uh, when I interview people, I, I try to welcome them with a smile, much like you guys do. And kind of, because it's not easy to be on camera. It's not easy to, to you know, mm-hmm. even if I tell them I'm only going to use two sound bites and I'm going to use your best stuff, it's still not easy. So you got to make them feel comfortable. And I think yeah. um, that's something that uh, will, will, you guys have, I should be learning from you guys uh, to do. <laughs> how, do how do you um, stay so aware when you're uh, reporting a, a story? Because you really do have to pay attention to everything. Like I was watching some of your reporting mm-hmm. and you really have to pay attention to what's happening. And he not really just does. the person you're talking yeah. to, but the surroundings and everything else. How do mm-hmm. you stay so focused? Does that um, come from uh you know, working in the sports world where you have to be very disciplined? It is kind of because with the with the sports background, I think something that helps is that everything is kind of off the cuff. A lot of sports um, reporters yeah. and speakers are not always so scripted like news is. Um, you know, it's very like, you know, it's lighthearted. And so that being kind of off the cuff helps. Um, and then the other part of it too is you kind of, you have to really immerse yourself in your story. You really have to know it so that way you, you're talking about it naturally and you're talking about it as if it's not a report. It's just something you know about. And, and a lot of times they tell me at work, it's like, it, imagine you're telling this news to a friend. How would you tell a friend to make it conversational? They, they don't want you to make it sound like an essay. They want you to sound like you. So a lot of times people mm. say, um, right. you don't have like that news voice. I'm like, no, this is typically how I report is how I talk. You know, it's yeah. you have that, like very newsy voice, but for me, it's like, it doesn't, I think everybody does their own thing, but for me, it, it, it helps me make me feel more natural if I'm making it sound like I'm talking as if I'm explaining what happened to you guys, you know? And see, that's what I like about you too, because, you know, you're so young in this game and stuff too. And it's like, uh, you, you were saying how you were watching uh, Fox two and all, you know, I used to live in Detroit. So yeah. I watched all of it and, and you did have some of the anchors that had that, you know, they would, <laughs> And you knew they didn't talk that way in real life. So right. <laughs> it's refreshing to hear you talk and, in your own voice. <laughs> and I think it works for, it might work for other people. Maybe that's something that makes them feel like yeah. they're in their, in their, you know, element, which is totally, mm-hmm. everybody does what they have to do. This is just for me. This is what works. And uh, I, I enjoy that part of it, you know? So yeah. it, you know, it's a little bit easier when I feel like I'm, I'm talking to somebody. Plus I always, people always say, do you memorize your script or do you kind of like, how do you do it? And, for me, I try not to memorize word for word because if you mess up mm-hmm. one word, you're right. Off, you know? you're, you're right. right. So, same here. That's the right. same thing here. Right. So I try to pick a couple, to pick a couple words that, that will help me. Like, okay, uh, I'm trying to think of yesterday. I did like Bay City Public Schools um, announcing their return to school. So uh, in my head, I was like, okay, the two most, the most important things, uh, October 26th, when they were going to go back, and October 5th, mm-hmm. when, as early as they wanted to go back. So that's kind of, I use those two as like, and then just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I can remember um, this. You were reporting downtown Flint and you were reporting on the coronavirus numbers. Yeah, every day. And I just remember the church bells ringing right <laughs> as you started reporting. Always. And I said, did he? He didn't plan that, I'm sure. <laughs> Always at four o'clock, five o'clock and six o'clock. Right? The bells go off. <laughs> you would have thought, thought by then I would have picked a different spot. I kept it there. <laughs> uh, and that was, and honestly, too, Nora. That's another thing, too. Like the, I think the more repetitions you do, the more comfortable you feel. And I'm so like, even though the coronavirus at the time, like I remember how every day it was getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. I was doing that every single day. outside of the church. Yes. I was there every you day. Were. 
four, three yeah. times a day. And it's, it takes a toll on you. And I remember just, yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, when? I can't wait for the data report where the numbers are getting better. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm telling you, those live repetitions every single day, for, mm-hmm. it must have been two and a half months we were doing that every day. Yeah. Always like, yeah, you were. Four, five, yep. and, six, and then do your story for 11. So those live, yep. as much as I didn't like what was going on uh, in the world and it was scary, but at the same mm-hmm. time, those live reps, like, I was so thankful for that. Yeah. yeah. How how yeah. do you keep the how do you keep that hope alive with um, when you're reporting you know uh, a lot of depressing news? Yeah. Um, how how do you stay optimistic about the future? A lot of it is natural. I think this is just who I am as a person. You know, I, I try to I, I try to look at the bright side of things, and I try to include that in the reports too because news has such a reputation of like news is always negative. I can't watch the news. It's so it's too, too, <laughs> Jackie. It's too much. And, and honestly. <laughs> Jackie, the thing is, I, I get it. Like, it is. So that's why, like, mm-hmm. for me, I, I think that's kind of my niche. And I think the reporters and anchors have their niche. And that's something I'm working on is I, I want to try to find, like, a silver lining of a story. And sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's just – there is something that is so tragic for a family. But yeah. that's where the whole, like, what, so what? Like, now what? Like, okay, what are we, what's happening moving forward? I never want a story of mine to be just – like flat, like, and, you know, on, on a bad note, you know, I always, mm-hmm. the ending, yeah. especially the ending is very important to me. So I always think about how my story is ending or what I'm saying at the end. That's going to kind of, this is the last thing they're going to hear from me. So uh, try to end it on a good note, you know, even if it is. Wow. Heavy. That is awesome. It, that it is. Really uh, yeah. is. Yeah. Gosh. What have we learned ladies? End it <laughs> on a good making, note. That's making a difference. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Listen, we end on a good note. We end with a fortune cookie. So oh, and see, that's even see, that's even better. <laughs> you know, maybe what I should do is pop a fortune cookie out at the end of my report. Like, even if it's a bad story, at least I got a fortune cookie. That, there you yeah. go. Just, we'll let but you have to give ahead. a shout out go to ahead. the inner girls for yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah, really. And so I Gina, yes. Oh. oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Your turn. I have, I have a question for you about a time. But think about a story, or can you share with us a story that? you had like your vision, like, this is what I'm going to report. This is the direction of the story. And then you got into it and it went a completely different, different way. Yeah. Way. Does that happen or no? It happens. Yeah, it happens. And I think a lot of times, like, so um, we're, our reporters were new to like a uh, beat reporting. So a beat is kind of, you know, I'm sure you guys know, but for those who are listening, it's kind of like a concentration of what you want to report on and, or uh, what you're reporting on. And for me before this pandemic and uh, kind of now, it, it was uh, Flint politics, and uh, and Nora, you might know this just kind of being in the area. There's, it, you, it's never what you expect uh, with nope. Flint politics, <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's you know. So I think with those stories, because you never know what's going to happen, and everything's just so like what what's going to happen today. You can't really predict. Um, yeah. And these are people who are very passionate about. You know, sometimes people get the wrong idea. Like, who are these people? And they are so, from what I've seen, so passionate. So. Yeah, I can't I can't remember a specific uh, story, but I feel like when I'm covering something that's related to politics, um, especially in, in the city, it's uh, you, you never know for sure um, what it's going to be. There's just always some some sort of twist or, or and the other thing I was going to mention. Was, always. Yeah, yeah. Always a twist. And then the other thing I was going to mention was that's why they tell us always keep your camera rolling, because sometimes. Um, oh, mm. sorry. Gina, I just thought about one like uh, when when the, the protest uh, first started. Uh, mm. George Floyd's death. Uh, we there was a uh, um, in Flint. There was a uh, there was a protest, and of course, mm-hmm. Flint made national news for being peaceful. Um, so that was great. But uh, that, that's kind of where you know we expected something to be 
we saw what was happening all over the country. And then we see yeah. Flint and people would be like, oh, Flint of all places, really? But they don't, they right. don't realize, like, we're, this city is setting an example, you know? And so right. that's mm-hmm. where we always keep our camera rolling just in case something does happen. And so that's something I've been taught, like, keep your camera nearby in case something does happen. But that's an example where, you know, we went into it thinking what's going to happen. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was, that part was, uh, was really nice. And then, sorry, one last thing I thought about was I went to the, um, there was a Trump rally last year in Battle Creek that I, uh, that I attended. And that was something that they prepped, uh, prepped me for as a news reporter. Um, you know, just being, you know, just make sure you're careful, just make sure, you know, there's sometimes, you know, at these political rallies, things can happen, you know? So, um, thankfully everything was fine. You know, I was, uh, I was safe, but that's something where I went into it thinking what's going to happen. Like it, Am I like I've never been to this this kind of thing before, but thankfully everything was uh, was okay. I wow. remember when you had to go there too, because we we kind of talked about that a little bit. Yeah, that was. The, I, the I said a little. After. I said a few hail marys for you. That's <laughs> where I, I think it helped. I, I, it helped. Laura. And I swear to you guys, the funniest part about that was I remember. Um, you know, uh, we and I. I, hate, I don't want to get you know too political here, but I remember. Um, you know. At Trump rallies, uh, President Trump does like to, you know, he says, you know, news reporters like in the back of this area and mm-hmm. booze at you. And I remember looking around and I saw one guy look at me. He pointed at me. He's like, shame on you. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're <wow>. like me. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that he was staring dead into my soul. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But no, that was, uh, you never. Yeah. sometimes when it comes to politics, you really never, never know, especially this year in 2020. And, and we're bracing yeah. ourselves for we don't know what's going to happen next month or the month after. Yeah, I'm, even I'm, tomorrow. Exactly. So, so Nora, yeah. I'm, I'm saying my hell, Mary, just to give everybody some peace of mind. You know, yeah. I think I think we all kind of we all kind of need it. You know, right? Yeah. Well, um, definitely. One more question. Gina asked the, you know, what advice would you give us? But what advice would you give somebody who wants to pursue a career in broadcasting or media reporting? What advice would you give them? I would tell them What's two most things. important. I think two things. Number one is to be patient um, because people who mm-hmm. just get up and, and start reporting in a, in a big market, you know, people who work in New York, Chicago, LA, even Detroit, you don't just wake up and, and start reporting. Mm-hmm. You got to be patient. You got to go through a lot of different hurdles. Um, and then the other thing I would say is, is attitude is everything. And I, I mm-hmm. thought in every industry I've, uh, I've worked in, I've done a lot of different, different things, um, you know, growing up, I've been working since I was 13. And so uh, I think attitude is really everything. And, and I think that more than anything has given me more opportunities. Um, and it hasn't been as much about what I know, but it's about what, like the attitude I carry and, you know, just trying to be somebody who's um, pleasant to be around and, and somebody in the newsroom who people can look to for help, uh, somebody who doesn't complain and, uh, you know, just, just gets it done. And, and that's something I take pride in. Uh, so I would tell them two things, just be patient, be patient with the, you know, your, your time will come and, Always have a good attitude. I feel like that still advances me now more than anything. Any knowledge, lack wow. of knowledge that I have. <laughs> that's amazing. Good advice. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that's good advice. advice. Um, mm-hmm. Now, how can people get a hold of you if they have ideas uh, for stories? Would you want them to contact you? Oh, or? Yeah. No, of course. Of course. I love that. And, um, there are a few different ways. I think the, the most easy is um, through email because I feel like that's it's so easy when people send uh, the, the, their idea and that way I can forward it onto our newsroom. That's just mm. the easiest thing. So um, I have my email address. It's just michael.nap. So at abc12.com. Um, that's the easiest. Um, and then 
I, I do people who I interview, I typically will give them my, uh, my cell number just in case, like to, just to reconnect and just in case there's something coming up or, uh, just to, to stay in touch. So, so that can always work too. Um, but I always feel like I'm checking email constantly every single day. Um, and so which we, we did post the link, uh, your email. I think we posted that on our post. I, I did that. Thank you. Okay, Thank great. You. I'm, I'm, I'm in the process of build, meeting more people and getting out there more. And I definitely want to be able to, to collect as much uh, out there as I can. And now, is there a certain story you would love for somebody to email you about a certain um, uh, thought process or something you would love to report on that maybe somebody knows something about that you want to mention? A story that I like to work on. Um, I, I am very much into education right now. And so what I thought about was um, just about, I always wanted to do kind of like a, a day, like what is school like right now? And I know my, my mom. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, that like, would be good. I would love to kind of go behind the scenes and see like kind of a fly on the wall. What What's school like Gina, now? Gina, <laughs> you need to go talk to Gina. Great idea. Gina teaches in China. Did you know that, Michael? No way. Yeah. I can hook yeah. you up with a current uh, teacher. Gina, I was trying to be—I was trying to be subtle about it. I'm glad you picked that. <laughs> I got you. I think it'd be right. fun. It'd be well, so um, Michael, thank you so much for your time thank today. You, thank you. This was, it was awesome. Great. It was great. I, you know your enthusiasm, your um, your attitude, the advice, everything, and the way you report, and and just that you consciously and intentionally think about how you end um, mm-hmm. a report because you want people to, uh, you know, feel good about it is amazing. Sorry, thank you. I think I just, I don't know if you guys heard that. Um, That's not mine. That's <laughs> not mine. I usually get yelled at. Sorry. Yeah, thank you. And, and honestly, too, if I'm still, I take feedback very well. So if people even have, want to send me a note about you know, if they, if they liked a certain story, if they didn't like a certain story, if they feel like there's something I can do better, this is a, a craft that I'm still working on and, try, you know, finding still. So if there's ever anything that, you know, somebody sees, I encourage you, send me a note. I respond to feedback all the time. I respond well to it because I, I always, I enjoy it and it helps me grow. Um, I, I thank you guys too for, for the work you're doing and uh, 200 episodes is amazing. And I wish you 200 thank more you. and 200 more on top of that. Thank well, you, we're, Michael. We're going to have 200 more because we're going to keep following you because I can't <laughs> wait to see what the future is. I know. Uh, me too. You, me you too. have definitely found your calling. That's for sure. Yes. Hey, ladies, yep. let's wrap it up with our fortune here. All right. You, All right. You and gentlemen, you will be fortunate mm. in everything you put your hands on. True, 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 true. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. Michael, 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 everything you put your hands on. Michael, what about your side, your side business too? Do you want to promote that real quick? Sure. It's um, so my cousin and I, uh, he does photo video um, for, you know, we, we've been doing smaller weddings now and uh, you know, proposals, engagements. Uh, That's something we enjoy doing. The nice thing is it's his, a lot of his company. So he's, he does a lot of the, um, the work behind the scenes. So people aren't calling me because I, you know, we're very busy, you know, with reporters and people calling at work. And so they work through him. His company is called quick picks, uh, quick picks photography. He does an amazing job and uh, he he does most of his work is in the Metro Detroit area. Um, But that's something that I love to do on the side and, uh, and and I enjoy it. And and that's at least, maybe that's what balances out some of the heavy news is seeing, I was just going to say, yeah. Thanks for letting me do that. 
Yeah, no yeah. problem. Good luck yeah. with everything. And um, we'll check up on you in what, a couple of years, a year from now or something, <laughs> see where you're at with things and uh, keep watching and ABC. Well, go ahead. Yes. ABC 12. ABC 12. Yes, 11, ABC 11 12. o'clock at night right now, right? Yeah, 11 o'clock. Yep, right now reporting on the uh, 11 o'clock show. And uh, I'm excited to keep listening to you guys. And I think you guys do a phenomenal job. And I'm going to be doing some of your tricks. Thank you, Michael. Uh-huh. <laughs> Michael, thank you so much for coming yeah. on the show. I knew yeah. this would be a great interview. I knew it. Yeah. So, yeah. You, you were you right on, Nora. Thank yes. you so much, Nora. Thank All right. You. You're welcome. I have another yeah. teacher with me, with these Thank two. <laughs> we'll bring it back. I'll bring my sister and mom next time for Eugene. We'll all number. There you oh, go. Okay. <laughs> all right. And remember, sometimes the only mode of transportation is a leap of faith. Thank you for taking, for taking a leap, a of, leap faith of, of faith with us. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Thank you, Michael. Bye, ladies. Look at Nora's Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye, Michael. Bye. Thanks. Thanks.